Hello, 49ers fans. It's 49ers fangirl Tracy here, joined as always by SoCali Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I am good. I am very excited. We have a super special guest today, Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. And as everyone knows, he is the NFL draft expert extraordinaire. Matt, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, so we are going to dive right in. We are almost a week into, the, into free agency. The 49ers have been very quiet. As Steph mentioned on Twitter, it looks like they will be rebuilding through the draft. Um, but first, I want to talk about Kaepernick. At the time of recording this, which is about 10.30 Pacific, 1.30 Eastern, Cap has not been traded, um, and everyone seems to be in a holding pattern. Matt, what do you think about all this? Well, I, I think it's it's best for everyone at this point. You know, if he can go somewhere else and start over fresh, um, you know, new locker room, new management, new perception of him, um, I, I think that's going to be huge. Whether it's Denver or Cleveland at this point, I mean, if I'm him, obviously Denver's a much more attractive situation uh, because of the, the defense they have, the playmakers they have, a wide receiver. Um, but from a 49ers standpoint, it makes sense, too, because you have a guy, I mean, I know there are a lot of Niners fans who love him. Listen, my son still wears a Kaepernick t-shirt all the time. Like We, we were big fans in the South. So um, I definitely get that you don't want to let go of someone who got you so close to a Super Bowl win. But it's important to remember he was benched last year for Blaine Gabbert, uh, who was considered a bust you know, a year ago at this time. So I think it, it's definitely a situation where the Niners can, if they can get something uh, of value for Kaepernick, whether that's the third or fourth round draft pick, then it's, it's time to make that move and, and rebuild at the quarterback position as well. I think that, you know, I, think, I, I agree with a lot of what you have to say because, you know, you have two quarterbacks right now in contract if you're the 49ers. So to bring on a third, it just seems a little superfluous. So if you can get something for Kaepernick, I mean, by all means, you do it. Blaine Gabbert is cheap. He's a lot cheaper than Colin Kaepernick, so I don't see him going anywhere. And I think he can legitimately compete for some sort of job on, you know, at least for backup. But he also showed that he's somewhat serviceable as a quarterback. I do think Colin is better. I think we saw him playing hurt last year. I, and here's my uh, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> but, I, you know, I do believe he played hurt last year. I believe that his mind wasn't in it. I think that the coaching staff was subpar. I think that the game that they drew out was ridiculous. And I don't think they really put him in a place to succeed. And I think that's where they kind of misunderstood what Harbaugh was doing for Colin Kaepernick. So I kind of wish the best for Colin Kaepernick, and I hope he goes somewhere, and and I do think he has the ability to succeed elsewhere. At the same time, if you're the 49ers and you have him under contract and you're not going to get anything from him, from a business standpoint, you keep him. You let him play for the job for first, and then maybe you do draft somebody that's going to be on the bench that can watch to – quarterbacks and to maybe hopefully play later. And my thoughts are very much an amalgam of the two of you. I think it's it's not a secret that I am a really big Colin Kaepernick fan Um, and kind of like Steph's rose-colored glasses. I'd like to believe he could come back and it would be great. But Matt, I don't disagree. He needs a fresh start. The 49ers need a fresh start. But if you're not going to get something for him, then he's there. And I think he's professional. He's not going to you know, go out of his way to 
sabotage anything. Um, but it's all, it's been a lot of drama. And I think even this whole trade thing has been, it's not drama, but it's been drawn out. Um, so I think it, it just goes to show that it probably is time for a change. And, you know, if you love someone, let them go. So <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm willing to let my to let my cap go and get a fresh start elsewhere, even though it pains me to say it. Um, so I think let's transition to the draft since we're talking draft. Matt, I want to talk to you very much about the draft and what you see as the best picks for the 49ers at 7 and beyond. Um, and just talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I, I think, you know, as we get closer to the draft, you guys are going to hear a lot about how there are like eight or nine, maybe ten really good players in this draft class, and that plays into the Niners' hands at pick number seven, obviously, because you, you're going to get a, a, a blue-chip caliber player. Um, let's say the Cleveland Browns and Dallas Cowboys both draft quarterbacks, which isn't expected. Um, you're still going to get a quality player. Maybe it's a corner like Vernon Hargraves. Maybe it's Miles Jack, the linebacker from UCLA. Like, someone is going to fall to the Niners at pick seven. So, I think they're in a pretty good spot this year uh, because, you know, like you guys tweeted, this is a time where they're going to rebuild through the draft. You know, it's all about compensatory picks. It's all about maximizing the youth of the roster, staying cheap, staying young. Uh, and, and being there, I think, is good for them. Now, I've been pretty outspoken about the fact that I think they should draft the quarterback at seven. If one of the top two guys, Jared Goff from Cal or Carson Wentz from North Dakota State, if one of those guys is on the board, I think they should be the pick because, you know, like we were just talking about, even if Kaepernick's on the roster next year, it's a year-to-year deal. You don't really know, you know, where he's at in terms of, you know, what kind of quarterback is he going to be anymore. Blaine Gabbert is serviceable. You know, he's, he's solid. He's not going to win you games. He's probably going to lose you games. Um, so getting someone younger – who can kind of spark the offense, I think it's a big need. But there are a lot of needs on this roster in general. The quarterback, the two wide receivers, the entire right side of the offensive line needs. <laughs> they, they can use depth at running back. It's, it's just like not a bad pick for the Niners as long as those picks pan out. You know, we you can't have these red shirt draft picks anymore. No more Tank Carradine, no more Marcus Lattimore. Like, let's draft guys who can play football right away. No more Brandon Thomases. You need to get back to the Navarro Bowman type draft pick, the, the Anthony Davis, the Mike Ayupati, guys who can come in and make an impact right away. I, I think that's where the pressure comes on Trent Baalke and his staff is that they need to find impact players, uh, you know, in the first three rounds who can come in and make an impact. Steph? Absolutely. I, you know, I'm really, it just depends on what they do with Kaepernick at this point. I'm not, I've, you know, I've made my opinion known on golf because I've watched every single Cal game because that's my alma mater. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, I'm not, and I'm not totally sold that golf is the right fit. Um, at the same time, I think that he could sit a year. If they're willing to do that for him, I think he could be a very good uh, pick. At seven, I'm not 100% sure because he has so much learning to do. And, you know, if you watch the Air Force game or you watch some of the other games where he threw a ton of picks, he'll get eaten up in the NFL if he isn't completely ready. I would hate to have him do the sink or swim thing that the 49ers typically do with quarterbacks, like what they did to Alex Smith, new, new you know, offensive coordinators every year. They're just not stable 
from a coaching standpoint to bring in somebody that they can mentor. Now, if you have Jim Harbaugh, that's a different story because he paid a lot of attention to the quarterback position. But unless you have that, I'm not sure he's going to succeed in San Francisco. So I'm not opposed to drafting a quarterback, but I do not think he's going to start right away. I think you're going to have to give Goff uh, at least a year to, you know, to sink in. He's just, in my opinion, not ready. Um, not ready there. So that's how I feel from what I've seen from Cal, you know, from golf. But I love the kid. I'm a big fan. I think he, um, you know, I think a lot of us are emotionally based because we missed on the Aaron Rodgers pick. And, you know, we feel like, no, not another good Cal quarterback. And I just want, don't want it to be an emotional pick just because he's a 49er fan and he's good. <laughs> So I'm just a little bit no, nervous about that. Yeah, you have the local kid who wears 16 because he's a Joe <laughs> and the Aaron Rodgers thing definitely plays into it. I, I, I get all those things for sure. And I, I do think whether it's Jared Goff or Carson Wentz, like they're not Jameis Winston. They're not going to step right in and, and be the man. Like I, I think they're probably closer to Marcus Mariota where if they have to play early, you're going to have to cater your offense to them. It's going to have to be – okay, what did this guy do in college that worked? Let's try to incorporate some of those things in early on. Um, maybe even more so like Blake Bortles, where like, you would really love for them to sit out the first year, uh, and if they have to play, whether it's halfway through the rookie season or whatever, um, it's going to be bumpy. But I, I do think that there's a little bit more upside there, uh, especially if, I mean, if, if Blaine Gabbert truly is your your number one quarterback heading into the season, Dear you got to have something else there, whether it's those guys well, that's... or I, re- I really like Matt Prescott, too, as like a mid-round pick who you could develop. And I'm under yeah. Vernon Adams. Are we off Vernon Adams now? I was very high on Vernon Adams, and it feels over the last few days that ship seems to be sailing farther and farther away. What are your thoughts? I'm never really high on him. Um, I know a lot of people are. Like, I, I get that question on Twitter all the time. Of like, you know, uh, what about Vernon Adams in the third round? I would be afraid of that just because he, he didn't even have one full season at Oregon. And obviously, there are exceptions to every rule. He could be he could be the exception to the height rule, you know, to the hand size rule, all those weird scouting things. But I, I think when you have enough of those exceptions, it does push a guy down the board. But he's someone I would draft late because of the athleticism and like the, when the lights come on, he's a very good player. And I, I think there's a lot of potential there because he was only at Oregon for one season and on the field for not even an entire one. But drafting him to be the the future of the position would scare me a little bit. Well, I guess it, it goes back to really it depends on what is going to happen with Cap. I, the reason I bring up Vernon Adams, too, is as we've talked about, there are so many needs. And... You know, I'd even be fine with Blaine Gabbard as a placeholder and drafting somebody in the later rounds who was going to sit and learn for a little while. Um, just because we have so many needs on this team, and I'm just, I'm not convinced that we should go with the quarterback at seven, though I'm becoming more and more convinced as this Kaepernick situation gets more and more drawn out. That really changes everything. When you're competing, it's, when it's Kaepernick and Gabbert competing, that's very different than when it's Gabbert. No offense to Blaine, but as you guys have both said very well, he is a serviceable quarterback, and Super Bowl champions are not based on serviceable quarterbacks. Not that this team's going to Super Bowl anytime soon, but, you know, for the future. 
Yeah, and well, I would like to see adding in that defense. Well, that's a whole that's a different that's a whole different situation. <laughs> if we build a Denver like defense, I'll play quarterback, and it will be fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of defense, let's talk about Miles Jack. This is a player I am so high on. I just think he's one of the best, if not the best player in this draft class, and I would love for them to pick him. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? I love it. If he's there, yeah, I would I would do back clips. I actually have him rated higher than any of the quarterbacks. I, I just think he's a rare talent, and if you could put him next to Navarro Bowman, like, I mean – you're getting back to what made this team great with Willis and Bowman side by side. And I think your side linebacker is a huge need. Like, anyone who watched last year knows that. That, like, you know, Michael Wilhoyt cannot start 16 games at his side linebacker. And Gerald Hodges is a good player, but he's not Miles Jack. To be six foot one, 245 pounds, and have just rare ability to move in space, whether that's in coverage or rushing the quarterback or tracking down the run, like, he just does everything so easily, and so yeah. If somehow he's there at pick seven. If, if teams maybe get scared off by the meniscus injury, um, even though you know, he's been cleared by his doctors pretty recently, if some way somehow he falls there, that would be the the pick that I would be begging the 49ers to make as a guy who's a fan of the team. But I, I would be a little surprised if he's there, just because I think the word's getting out that he's a pretty rare athlete, and once he has his pro day whether it's Dallas or Jacksonville or even Baltimore, uh, I think somebody's going to jump and, and take him because he's just, he's so special. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's fair. I agree. And I think because the 49ers have been so heavy up front, they've been just really good up front. And we've lost that as a late, especially last year. We didn't put so much emphasis on our secondary. So we really need to shore up that front again and then our mid. And then I and, and 100% agree that if our defense is there, we can have a subpar offense. We've never been a, an offensive powerhouse, you know? So I think that that really is what our game needs to be, and that's where we have to build first. I agree. Yeah, and to that point, it's time for some of those early draft picks or secondary to play like early draft picks. Like, Eric Green right. is great as a rookie, and he's been inconsistent. Jimmy Ward has to, like, he has to step up this year, whether if, if he's the nickel corner or whatever position he's playing, he has to play like a first-rounder. I thought Jabrowski Tart played well last year. He did. Um, he's probably the brightest spot in the secondary, but these early draft picks, you know, even Dante Johnson, like I, I would say a lot of pressure falls on those guys this year because the pass rush is pretty good with Aaron Lynch, and, and hopefully they get another outside pass rusher. But like you said, the, the – so much emphasis was put on the secondary last year because of the, the way the front played. So those guys hopefully got a trial by fire, and, and they'll be even better next year. And speaking of the secondary, um, switching, we'll go back to the draft in a minute, but you know, I was really hoping in free agency we might pick up a veteran that could kind of rally that group um, because no one has really stepped up and played like an early-round draft pick, as you guys have both said. Matt, is there anyone left that you see who would be a great pick for the 49ers at corner in the, dra- in, the uh, uh, in free agency? Or safety. You know, there's, there's really safety. not. That's what's kind of disappointing because I really thought, okay, Sean Smith was going to be a guy that they would go after. Um, and then I thought, okay, Casey Hayward would be a good fit as well. So now you're starting to get to that, you know, like almost the bottom of the barrel, you know, of, <laughs> you know can we get a guy who's a, a two-year 
contract maybe at most. And you know, Will Blackman would be maybe someone I would look at who could come in and play. Um, I, you know, he was with Washington most recently, but he's been in the NFL for nine years. So you're not you're not getting a guy who's a building block. You're starting to plug holes. Right. Um, even even someone like Marcus Cooper might be a, a, a you know, short term fit, but no one that you could build around in terms of what you want to do over the long haul. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> that's why they need to go big in the draft, in my opinion, because they and they'll be there. They, you know, the draft seems to me to have a lot of good defensive players. So I'm excited for that. I think we may have lucked out on the timing of it because you never know what you're going to get. But I also think that the 49ers at some point need to put some attention on their offensive line. I mean, it's it's atrocious. It is atrocious, and so we ha- and so that brings up um, our good friend Anthony Davis, who in theory is coming back next year. Um, but you know what concerns me about that a little bit is it's still been a, a lots of talk and not a lot of action, and you know at any moment could he decide again? Nope, I'm out. So. That also is a place in free agency that I was hoping we would pick up somebody, and I think everyone who was really strong there is gone as well. Yeah, it is now. You know, you look at right tackle, and you know Andre Smith is still out there, but he might be locked up by the end of the day. I know he's in Minnesota visiting, kind of as we're talking. Um, so it is definitely a spot where uh, a lot of the guys who at least projected starters have been signed. You know, like mm-hmm. Russell Okung, it sounds like is is going to make his decision soon. I know there was some. Uh, speculation he might come to town but but he's been a left tackle his entire career so he's not a guy that you you know would think would come in and play right tackle and with Anthony Davis I loved him so much in college and early in his career I hope that that you know there's some fire to the smoke and he does come back and starts kicking ass again because they really really missed him last year and having two good tackles is going to cover up some weaknesses on the inside but Again, this is a draft where maybe at the top of the second round, if if a guy like Sean Coleman from Auburn is there, um, you know, I, if you have an opportunity to get young at tackle, mm-hmm. it, it's not a bad pick. And I know I know fans listening are like, God, they we need so many different things. Like you're not going to fill all the Niners' needs in one off season. So I think it's about just picking the best player available because more often than not, they're going to be in a position to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I think the 49ers have you know just in the past have always tried to build their tackles. I mean, Boone was an undrafted, I think, he was even undrafted, if I recall. You're correct, he did. And and I think that they tried to teach them, and they had those coaches that could be there for them and could coach them into being great players. Well, those coaches are gone. (laughs) So I like thinking we need talent, we need kids that know what they're doing and can start immediately. And hopefully, and, and I really do think Chip Kelly is a good coach, and I think he's going to put people in the right spots to help those kids develop. And that's what the 49ers definitely need. So I'm really hopeful that they can make good choices, but I, they're going to need more talent than in times past because, you know, we, we lost a lot of really good um, talent in the coaching staff. We did, though. I mean, I do have faith in Chip Kelly. I do think he is the kind of coach that can potentially bring players along, but you are correct. We lost a lot of talent in the staff, and his staff at the moment 
is somewhat of an unknown. I mean, we know who they are, but they're unknown in terms of performance and how they work with players. I mean, not that they haven't coached, but we just don't know how they're going to work. So I would agree with you on that. Matt, what do you think of Chip? Um, you know, I kind of had mixed feelings. Um, I, I really liked him at Oregon, and when the Eagle fired him, I thought, like, oh, man, this is, has the potential to kind of change the NFL because of the, the fast-paced offense, um, the way that the things operate in space, the way that he dictates what kind of defense you can use uh, against him. But I, I really didn't like the personnel side of things in Philly, so I kind of view San Francisco as the best of both worlds because you get the coach Chip Kelly and not the GM. And I thought he did. You know, they won ten games his first year in Philly and your second year without great talent. So I, I'm excited about the coach, and I, I'm with you. I, I think he does a good job of putting guys in a position to make plays. And even in Philly, I, I thought he kind of made some average players look really good. I mean, Nick Foles that first year looked like a Hall of Famer. Um, and some of the receivers they had there, you know, turning those guys into playmakers. So. I'm encouraged about what he can do with the offense um, and, and what happens with the defense. I really hope Mike Brabel was going to take that defensive coordinator job because that would have been a, a great mix of two you know, high-intensity, super-smart guys running both sides of the ball. Because I, I do think the defensive coordinator, I mean, obviously it's always important, but they're going to be on the field a lot uh, with Jim Kelly's offense. Whether they're productive or not on offense, your defense is going to be on the field a lot. So that, that job is a big one, and I'm kind of anxious to see where guys line up. You know, I think even on the defensive line, there's a lot of versatility. So that's something that I'm excited and, and anxious a little bit to see just who they roll out. You know, where do you play St. Carradine? Where Quinn Dial going to be? How are you going to use the pass rushers? Those are all kind of the unknowns right now. Um, I want to talk wide receivers a little bit. Steph and I have talked uh, online and offline about how important we think the wide receiver position is. And um, Steph has said a number of times she's really hoping that we get good wide receivers out of the draft. And I agree with that, especially because we clearly aren't going to be getting them from free agency. So, Matt, who would, in your mind, who would be the two best wide receivers in this draft class to fit with the Niners offense? Well, I think if, if Chip uh, kind of influences Trent Baalke and they go with that idea of a bigger receiver because um, so many defenses have to play Chip Kelly's offense and man coverage. So the idea is you want a, a big receiver who can win those one-on-one matchups. I would look at Laquan Treadwell from Ole Miss mm-hmm. and Michael Thomas from Ohio State, like two guys who are 6'3", 215-plus. They can win that, that one-on-one. They can win at the catch point. I like Josh Doxson from TCU as well, but I think he's a little – little thin, uh, a little lean for what type of receiver they would want there. Now, that kind of rules out guys like Corey Coleman or Will Fuller or Braxton Miller, the mm-hmm. kind of the smaller, shiftier, fast guy. Instead, I would I would look for that big receiver who can, especially when you don't have a great quarterback, you need a big receiver who can help you out a little bit. And right, like Corey Coleman's not going to do that. Yeah. Steph, you had quite a reaction to Michael Thomas. Please elaborate. <laughs> he's my favorite um, um, from Ohio State. And I think one of the reasons is because he's he's going to be playing adjacent to Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith is the fast guy that can get down the field. But I wanted a big receiver that could have the basketball moves to get make those plays. So, yay. Glad <laughs> someone agrees with me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. I think everybody's kind of underrating him right now because they didn't have a good quarterback situation. Right. But mm-hmm. every time I watch him play, he just he tears people up. And he, and he gets up just, there. Yeah. 215 fast receiver. Yes. I agree. 
Uh, okay. I, well, I think you've actually made Steph's day. I think she's going to go through the day like with a bit of a spring in her step, so that's great news. Um, I really like Josh Doxson as well. I like Laquan Treadbill, but I, I, I'm into um, Josh as well. I've, I've seen what he can do, and I, I, he is a little thin, but um, I do think he could end up being a good wide receiver, and maybe he could thicken up a little bit. Tom Brady was very thin when he got drafted. I'm just saying. Different positions, but he was very, very thin. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be an interesting draft. I mean, I'm really hoping. I think the 49ers could come out of this draft with a much better football team um, than they're going into it with. But who do you, who do you have, real quick? Because I know we don't have time short. But who do you like for the offensive, either guard or somebody that could be a swinger? Well, I really like Josh Garnett from Stanford at guard. Uh, he might be like an early round two pick, which is a little scary to spend that on a guard. But, uh, I mean, he's just an exceptional player. Um, in round three, I, I like the kid Westerman a lot from Arizona State, like uh, Christian Westerman. I kind of like guards who are just like mean, kind of like a bully, you know, <laughs> guys who they might not be the biggest or most athletic, but they just open holes. And those two guys really, really impressed me. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I hope Trent Balky's listening because <laughs> Matt has put together a fantastic draft for the 49ers. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any um, words of advice or wisdom for us Niner fans that suffer daily? Uh, I'm, hey, I'm in there with you. I've been there. Uh, I became a Niners fan in, in 89 watching the playoffs when I was you know, like five years old. So I, I get it. I'm, I'm hanging in there with you guys, but I would just say, you know, be patient. Teams who win free agency rarely win during the season, so you have to you have to think that they have a plan, and, and this is all part of it. You know what? I and I, I don't disagree with that. And I was talking to some about about that over the weekend. And at the end of the day, they do need to build through the draft. And then once they're built, they got to plug in with some big guys in free agency, and that is probably going to be next season. I think we all thought they have so much money and so many needs and they were going to make a splash, but that's not who they are. And that really, although that would have been awesome for the fans and exciting and it sounds great, it may not actually be what they need to build a championship caliber team. Yeah, I agree. And I, but at the same time, as a fan, like I want them to make a, a hands down famous great. I know who this is. Pick for the first round because I'm tired of like who. Wait, who? When they draft, they can tell. You know, that's I want them to go after this draft with gusto and just take who's the best and who we know and who not just who they think could come out and be like the the surprise pick of the season you know I want it to really be something that can really make an impact soon agreed I'm with you yeah I'm, I'm hoping for, <laughs> for a playmaker that's all I want a playmaker yeah. I don't really care what position right <laughs> the best guy available um, alright fantastic Matt thank you so much for joining us today yeah you bet I really appreciate you guys having me on thank you absolutely and Steph it has been a pleasure as always yeah, a lot of fun, and I'm really happy you got on that. Yeah, this is this is a real treat for us. So, until next time, my fellow faithful, <laughs> go Niners! Go Niners! <laughs> Matt, can you give us a go Niners? <laughs> go Niners! There we go. Nice. All right, bye I'm everybody. Like a little late. <laughs> bye. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.